Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Shit bowling ideas back and forth. Hippie science. Right. right. It's not science science. It's almost like I'm trying to call for just people to just be better. That we could have some kind of study on these types of Her mother was on board, I guess. Of course yeah. she was. She got pre and board and didn't have to fuck the man to do it. <laughs> Our devil's advocate type stance here. See you, Jessica. And you're Seth. And this is the Hippie Science Variety Hour. So, Jessica. So, Seth. You, uh, you've been trying pretty hard to define what you want to talk about today. Yeah, and it's kind of slipped through my fingers each time Yeah, that I'm trying to describe it. Generically, so, generically, you're saying adaptability? Adaptability. That's the main concept. Yeah, that already seems major fucking slippery. Right? It does, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, what's adaptability to me is different to you. And it's very subjective. So, like, how do you mean? I mean, things that you would need to adapt to in your life differ from things that how I would have to adapt for things in my life. Okay, so that's that's more what you really want to talk about, right? Not, like, we need to be able to adapt in life so much as the way that different types of people have to adapt to different uh circumstances no more so in instead of broad spectrum like that more in your day-to-day activities yeah that if you're more adaptive that you can roll with the punches easier and problem solve from a different perspective if that's already ingrained in your everyday then you take that mindset to carry it throughout your experiences okay so what's the hmm so what what started this yeah was a couple of well two different kind of prongs that begun this um one being that i'm feeling better obviously we've discussed this a couple of times um it's great i am not there all the way. I would say I'm operating at about 75% if I had to put a percentage on it. Yeah, which, which it seems is, like for a long time you were saying like 40, right? Yeah, I was. I mean, I've come leaps and bounds. Um, and so naturally, me being who I am, I'm starting to think back on, okay, what lessons have I learned during this time period of being sick? And one of the overall themes is that I've got, I've strengthened this muscle that I was never even told I needed to strengthen of adaptability. That my health has caused me, forced me even, to adapt the way that I clean, the way that I interact with people, uh, the way I work, earn a living, things of that nature. It's always been ingrained in me so I see moments when I'm with um I guess I would able-bodied persons where I do something that is different and they never even thought to do it that way or that someone would do it that way okay do you see what I'm saying okay so so what you're saying is because you've had to strengthen the muscle of like finding a way to get things done, right? You right. You have uh, some different kind of advantage 
in a in a in a way, right? Yes. All right. Okay. And it would be in a lot like all of our benefits to think about things on the uh, level more like that, right? Right. And the way that you, when I was trying to describe it to you earlier, and we were trying to kind of get a grasp on this. Yeah, because I'm still trying to. I am yeah. too. I'm trying to put into words what this overall con- concept is in my head. Um, but it's hard for me to define in a way. It's. It's defining how you meditate to somebody. You know, it's one of those concepts that it's so something a part of you that it's that hard, it's to, even hard to make yeah. into words. Yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. I mean, that so meditation I, thing specifically, that's like our white whale. It is our white yeah. whale episode. I mean, we've tried five, so six times. So many times. Yeah. We ha- I've lost count on yeah. it. Yeah. Easily five, six. And it's something we do every single day. Right. That we should be able to discuss, you know, just like we're discussing what we make for dinner. But it's something that's so personal and so ingrained in you, it's hard to explain it. So I would see, you know, maybe we need to be a little more adaptable on the way that we think about how to talk on meditation, you know. Okay, fair enough, yeah. So, because we uh, we were talking to someone recently, and I said, you know, we've we've tried to do this meditation episode, I mean... On more fingers than are on my hand, you know, right, like from right. counting on my fingers, I'd have to bring my other hand in. Yeah. And I said, it's just, it's really hard to talk about it because you can talk about the way that you do it and then spout a bunch of, you know, you know, fa- things that we know are facts about it, about the benefits and things like that, because there's actually a pretty good amount of research done. There has and, been, right. You know, it's. It's all cool, but then where do you go from there, right? Right. It's really hard to to, ter- to tread over the ground when we're thinking in the you know the same sort of ingrained roots we always have. Right. Right. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So I'm starting. I'm starting to see your point more. Okay. So the second prong that brought me to this was seeing. <coughs> A time in the country, our lives, the state of affairs, what have you, where we have had to become adaptable as a society. Yeah. Working from home, um, online classes, you know, things like that, where the world all of a sudden had to become more adaptable for people that couldn't leave their homes. Yeah, which and we had to like you know starting more takeout foods uh-huh. and more delivery services. People were getting their groceries delivered or ordering online and picking them up, like most disabled people are used to happen having to do. Right, I was I was thinking about this um, earlier today, actually this morning, after I'd gotten off work and I was you know about to pass out and go to sleep. I was thinking about. Um, how a lot of these situations, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of these situations that have come up with the way that the virus is, I mean, if we would, if we would actually start exploring 
you know, different ways of handling it other than just the one way that we've talked about or just completely right. ignoring it, then we could, yeah. I mean, be really effective. It could be. I mean, be. apparently just universal masks in Japan made the biggest, like, really, really huge difference, and they didn't actually have to change their way of life that much. So, stuff like that. I, like, I just wish we, we would consider more options, right? No, and I totally agree uh, with you that there's too much not exploring the different a- different avenues to get to the end goal instead of just this is what we have to do we either have to do this way or this way there is no other way and there's always other ways to do things yeah which everything which you've pretty much always had to do right I, the the work from home thing i think is particularly big it really is because it's been hard for me to financially support myself, right? And if and because if of are, the lack of work at home, yeah. And if it becomes options. more normalized to, for people to be able to work from home because of this, people right. in your situation could be a lot better off. Right, we could be. Uh, and I think too, there's there's probably something good about, oh yes, I have these tasks to do today, like at working, but you're still in your own sort of space, you know. It's got to up productivity somehow. I don't. I don't even know about productivity, but I mean wellness for wellness sure. Wellness is all I really fucking care about, honestly. Right. Listen, if we can profit less, if and people get better, then I'm on board. I'm fine with yeah, that. Like there, there has to be a balance because there's not really one right now. There's not one at all. Uh, so, I see what you're saying though. The adaptability just is kind of. It's kind of gone out of our culture right it has we're so used to having our creature comforts that we you know i mean we don't have our coffee in the morning and it ruins our whole day yeah that's ridiculous that actually did ruin my day yesterday right i mean like it would mine as well and i know i i recognize that i acknowledge that it's ridiculous would it still make me upset yeah. Well, uh, you know what? It didn't ruin my day, but it it upset me from the right from the, from to the a start. point it shouldn't have. Yeah. When I was in Virginia, I drove thirty minutes to the store so I could get coffee one time because I was out. Wow. I, I needed coffee. Yeah, really. I mean, it was just one of those days, but so that's the that's part of it and another thing that's really had this a lot on my mind is that we've been camping lately yeah and that's one of the i feel the most at peace and at home where i feel like i could damn near live there damn near and And if we were to make it to where you could live more like that while also supporting yourself that would be fantastic yeah it really would right that's that's the exactly the kind of thing i'm interested in what yeah. something i am worried about is because you know we're wrong that there's the system we have is not adaptable because it adapts all the time to the benefit of the people on top you know oh yeah it, it, like, but i'm wanting it to benefit everybody else yeah that's exactly how i feel i mean the, every everything in our culture really is driven by some kind of profit structure you know it is. So, I mean, it necessarily, it's trying to take as much from you as it can. We have, so this just hit me. 
we have when we think of it's us versus them we have the wrong us and them in our minds yeah we do and the us is the people the them is the elite the people in power the people that are overstepping their bound their their borders by leaps and bounds i think that's one of the one of the big problems we run into in the culture because i'll even be talking to to people who are really in favor of like not changing anything for those people on top you know right and it's it's like we just view it completely differently we do like there's there's just this this thing where i'm like but you understand there's the the regular working people are getting screwed this way and this way and this way and this way and this way, like right. every day, and we're asking that they s- just do that less, basically. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not that much. That's not that big of an ask. Right. It's really not. So it's really, you know, it bothers me a lot that uh, that entire situation is going on, but you know, I was. We we've talked a lot about apocalyptic shit in these last yeah two we months. have, but I was thinking about preppers the other day, right? Yeah, because there's been a lot of you know jokes going around like preppers are low key, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, you're not hearing much out of them right now. No, <laughs> but I was thinking about the this sort of prepper model that we have, where like there there is even a ty- like a a sort of model of a prepper person, and that you know they get a lot of you know, maybe dry goods and MREs and stuff like that, that they'll be able to eat for a certain amount of time. Yeah. But I don't feel like there is quite as big of a push towards learning how to live sustainably on your own. Like homesteading? Yeah. I mean... You're actually seeing a little bit of a rise in that. I'm yeah, in a lot of is, groups like that, and you're seeing a big member influx. It's coming, in, it's coming up, but it's more... I mean, homesteading's popular, but it's more of like a, I don't want, it It seems more trendy than the the severity that the preppers take, you know? No, I understand that. I completely agree with you there. So, I mean, I get it, and I think it's great. I love all the people who are doing compost just wherever they are. Yeah. That's really cool to see. But, you know, I, I love shit like that, and, you know, I think the, a big a big part of the reason we just don't think about doing things in that way is because it's been marketed like, look, we live in this modern time, you know, and we shouldn't have to live the way that people used to. We shouldn't have to adapt. We can make all of these modern conveniences that make life easier, but we lose, we lose connection to so many things when we, when we start taking on all of the modern conveniences and all of the modern mindsets, we start losing connection with our relationships like we've talked about recently. We start losing connection with parts of ourselves like adaptability that we don't have to adapt if you have everything at your disposal and you always have your same groceries and you always have your same you know, food and rotation and beverages and cycle and you're you're just stuck then. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty well the measure of it. You know, if we don't start thinking about how we can do things differently. I mean, uh, just at, on, on a like a human level. Yeah. I, I watched this YouTube video the other day 
of it was when one of those bad hurricanes went through Florida sometime in the last few years and a guy was talking about how he went like he just took his pickup truck full of supplies and just went to the area where people needed stuff yeah. and they were shocked that someone was there who was just their neighbor to help them right oh, that's because awesome. they were I mean it's sad that they thought they were shocked but it's also that he did yeah, that yeah well they were also you know sitting around like well when is FEMA going to get here you know right right and the guy in the video was like we we have communities we can do this and our response will be much better than the governmental response yeah right? it would be and i i know it's weird cuz this is almost like a right right wing uh, argument in us style right now you know but it, it just makes sense it does like but we have to be able to build those community bonds and we have to be able to allow have a system of economy that allows mom and pop shops like that to thrive so you can help out your community yeah exactly I, that, that's been the thing that bothers me the most seeing how like sort of central and corporate everything is because like when mom and pop shops have things going on like they can make a big difference to people right yeah like they can if your sh- if your shop is just the way that you support yourself like your finances are tied with the store's finances right i mean whether you formally separate them or not yeah they are you know y- you're in a situation where if you know say 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 there was some uh terror attack right and mm-hmm. the the country's like shipping lines got cut off you know people who grow stuff on their land and then have it in a shop like the y- you've talked about wanting to do an apothecary type thing before yeah right so imagine people who get their prescription drugs delivered in the mail and i mean that includes the stores who sell the prescri- prescription drugs right mm-hmm. if you were growing a bunch of herbal remedies on your land and selling them in your shop and people came in like oh my god like i can't get my medicine but i don't have money right because insurance isn't going to pay for me to come get these herbs you can say okay you know what why don't you bring me a fucking chicken dude that really that's seriously something i want to have as part of my store is to have a barter system that if you can't afford the herbs you need if you you know, whatever, if you can't afford it, that I want to have a bartering system in place. Okay, cool. You can't afford your, you know, four ounces of loose herbs this month. Well, you make kitchen tables? Cool. I could use a kitchen table. Let's set up something. Like, I want it to be something like that. Yeah, and that's that's the type of thing that makes the most sense. That's, that's what all this, you know, general upset this year has been making obvious to me. We need people to have the agency to be able to help each other in a we do in a timely manner right so hell I, I really i'm on board with something like that a million percent and so if anybody wants to invest in apothecary yeah. hit us up yeah, really. <laughs> i got a great idea <coughs> so where are we we're about ready for a break um no really yeah we've got a good 12 minutes till break. Damn. Yeah. I just need to pee. Is really. You need to pee. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, hold not it. Not bad. I, I can't hold make it. Hold it. <laughs> I've been sitting out here drinking coffee and water for hours. Yeah, we have. We have. But it's been nice. It's been a lovely afternoon. It really has. I got here right as it started cooling off for the night. Yeah, you did. Because it was hot as yeah. balls today. And it's late now. And we are totally posting pictures of our setup because this is ridiculous, but on a great level. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the aesthetic. I kind of like it's, it. It's really strange. If we this duvet, <laughs> you, a duvet you cover, I slaughtered a, in half. Yeah, you cut open a you filleted a duvet cover. <laughs> I sure did. And uh, that's our, you know, sound dampening business. Yeah, up on the handy dandy IV poles. Yeah, but yeah. we're out here <sighs> under the stars recording tonight beautiful yeah. too i really like this a lot better than up under the porch yeah it feels nice the it breeze does. gets in here more too it does i like it nice we hope the sound sounds better this time guys we're doing a ton of sound problem solving yeah we really are that it's it's just adaptability yeah. we're being adaptable we are, we are by filleting duvet covers <laughs> by filleting a fucking duvet I mean, which i'm going to tie-dye so it looks pretty yeah well yeah. that's going to be really cool when you do it yeah, it is. But this, so I'm I'm running dry on what, you know, I think my, my problem is that I have, to, like, everything I think about, I feel like I have to be able to apply it on a larger scale, you know? Yeah. That's the fucking, like, science, like, research into me is mm-hmm. like, oh, we got to figure out the mechanism of something and then try and figure out how it affects all of us more broadly. Right. But your But okay, we can apply this more broadly. Okay. So let's start a little bit like, okay, I'm talking on a personal level. Let's do it a little bit out a little bit further. Say in traffic. Okay. If we were more adaptable by nature, road rage would be less because it wouldn't fluster you as much because okay. So I need to take another route or so I'm going to be stuck in traffic a little bit longer. You know, what have you, you're more adaptable by nature. So it makes you more, it, to me, in my eyes, in my experience, it makes me personally a more even kill person. Probably. Where the things don't bother, the little things don't bother me as much because I'm used to having to overcome little things all the time. Yeah, maybe. Whereas I so, will completely lay a smack down on my steering wheel. Because... Right. You know. And I'm usually laughing at you when you get angry when you drive. I don't do that as much as I used to. Yeah. But, wow. There were times. There was a time when it was almost like a fucking sport to me. Like, just... Road rage out the ro- ass. Like, road rage... For almost fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. If I've had a bad day, I'll go out and do some road rage. Like as an expression. Wow, okay. I'm glad you're over that. There was a time. Yeah, I was an angry young man. Yeah, that sounds very angry. Yeah. Angsty teens with a lot of metal, you know? Yeah. I was. So, okay, taking it to an even broader spectrum, if we applied adaptability to, I mean, what's been a hot topic here on us lately despite our hesitance politics if the two political parties as a whole were more the two major political parties as a whole were more adaptable laws would get passed sooner 
bills would be passed. Things to help the people would be achieved more because it wouldn't be a pissing contest of who won. We could compromise better. Yeah. There's, there's. So, I mean, there's a lot of bigger, bigger picture things that if we nailed this, I feel like with social issues and human issues, things like this, that it has to start with the individual. Well, I mean, yeah, it necessarily does. Right. And then, so it starts with me and I decide that I'm going to be adaptable in my encounters with other people. And then I share that information with you. And now you're in my pod and we're more adaptable. And then it just goes further and further out until we can actually, it's that ripple effect that you can actually make change if enough people get involved in the same discussion. Well, I mean, really, that's that's where you see the roots of big, you know, political change anyway. It is. Because they, there have been times, I feel like right now things are a lot more steered, you know? Right. Uh, like, I don't think the, the changes in the citizens are being listened to very much. They're not. But... As I mean, as these older, you know, the old guard ages out and newer people start coming in, I think we'll see a more uh, people more open to that because everyone right now is completely disgusted with it. Everyone yeah. growing up right now, like, I mean, growing up. I wouldn't say everyone because we both have been ripped new assholes on social media here lately for our stances on issues. Uh, so I would say everyone. Mm, yeah, so, I mean, tying it back to the beginning, so, like, the, the culture, I guess, is starting to change more that way. Yes, I agree with you there. So, I mean, it will, like, the way that it's spreading, I think it'll homogenize with time, right? But it sucks. Because some of the shit we really fucking shouldn't have to wait on. Yeah. You know? it's That's it some of the things that are taking the longest. Yeah, the things that are taking the longest are the things we've known about the longest, too. Yeah. And that's, that's what's really true. fucked up. Yeah. We've had plenty of time to fix these issues. Yeah. Plenty. God, we really can't stay off politics these days. We really can't. It's, it's, it's just... God, I thought I picked a topic for sure that would not get us on politics. Yeah, well, you're talking to me, and you know the fucking space I've been you in. You have been down the rabbit hole to the nth degree. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I've downloaded so many books into my brain over the last few weeks. You have. Oh, God, it's been insane. So, yeah, you know, that's a... Maybe this is an area where I could try and think about how to be more adaptable now, right? You should. Apply it. I, I have been, actually, because, you know, like this project that I'm working on, I kind of alluded to it last time, where, you know, I'm trying to, like, put my thoughts into a, you know, written form so that I can express it to people well, you know? But. <laughs> what? The way you described it, it sounds like a manifesto, and I got, like, this image of you in the cabin somewhere. No. I'm sorry. I know it's serious, but we have to bring some kind of lightheartedness to it, because you've been going hard and heavy. I really have. You saw it when I showed up today. 
It's been weighing on me because I'm like you can physically see it on your yeah. body. Well, I'm I'm rushing to finish it by the end of the month. You know, I I just thought of it like the last week of July. Right. So now I'm like, oh, I I want to have this done by the end of August, and I'm, oh my god, and you're gonna do it. It's so it's gonna be great. Too. I've been pretty adaptable about it though. Like, you have been. <laughs> I, I I've cost myself a lot more money working on it because I've had to buy the audio books. Right, right. I just found out, um, did you, uh, yeah, just public service for everyone. If you have a library card, there are apps where you can put your library card information into it, and they have all the audio books that the library has. Nice. Yeah. Didn't know yeah, that. And I haven't seen my library card in roughly 18 years. So that's awesome. I got to go find a new library card, probably at the library. <laughs> Yeah, probably at the library. Yeah. That's probably where they keep But it's them. really fucking exciting. I didn't think about that at all, you know? That's awesome. Had an au- That's a really good little tip. Yeah, I've had an Fuck Audible yeah. subscription for a while, and I, I really like it, but that shit's pricey. Yeah, it is. I had to cancel mine, but, so. I mean, as strident of an advocate for libraries as I've always thought of myself as being, yeah. I never use them. I used them um, back in college, but not since really i really i think it would be really good for libraries to go primarily online it probably would it probably save them it would probably save them a lot of money and just make the like but there's just a thing about opening a physical book there is and i love that i mean you just that that's a that's a special feeling Mm, yeah i completely agree i think maybe if you know maybe they sent it so the adaptable library right yeah so instead of having as much of a like physical location with librarians you come in and out of now i know libraries have educational programs and stuff in them too right they do yeah and outreach stuff and after school and but maybe we could focus more on making those places that instead of like book depositories yeah uh you know where you know, you could get a book shipped to you if you wanted through the postal service because that's also a government thing, kind of. That's a whole fucking issue right that's now. That's a whole fucking but shit not, show right now. I'm not. not yeah, it not is. Right now. No. You know, when it comes to being adaptable <laughs> to voting <laughs> during a time of pandemic, you know, but honestly, as, as much as I hate it, I do, like, I see the concern with the majority of the votes being uh by mail mail yeah i mean it it just is like shit gets lost in the mail sometimes i mean it happens with all people who shit but however okay argument in favor of we get our social security cards through the mail we get driver's license through the we mail. got a whole bunch I of stimulus checks through the mail right i recently just renewed my driver's license through the yeah. mail so, if we can do that, where it's our l- literal identities and government checks, I think we can figure out a vote-by-mail system uh, yeah. that would be sufficient. No, I'm, I'm completely with you. Yeah. But, you know, it's all... Take some of that military budget and fucking fill it <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. I was, uh... That was a little... But I don't care. Yeah, but I mean, get, mm-hmm. getting off of this, that that yeah. would be a great place to do adaptability. But goddamn, I'm just 
We can't do that today. <laughs> no, we can't do that. No. Uh, God, I've been a fucking monster on Twitter. Have you? Yeah. Like, just going through and just having storms of retweets. Just. I've seen you been retweeting up a fucking yeah. storm lately, I'm not dude. even really doing many tweets. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, Twitter, you know, saying being adaptable with the podcast, right? Like, social media, you necessarily need a presence for being an online You have to. It's a necessary evil nowadays. But, damn, you know, there's got to be a better way. There has to be. It's so fucking boring. It has to be another way. I mean, boring in the way that, like, oh, I've got to go, like, interact with people who are all arguing about the same thing. Because that's all. Right. I don't even... I don't know if there is a Twitter that's not just mostly political arguments, you know? I'm sure there is somewhere. I know there... Somebody's Twitter feed is not political, no, I guarantee No, they're you. not, but it's like, that's the general overtone of the whole website, and yeah. some people are just also throwing out pictures of, like, <laughs> foraging and stuff. Right, that's right. my experience of Twitter. Well, how about that break, yeah? So, after a fucking disastrous break. You almost burned down your mic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would have fallen right next to the fire, huh? Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. So, adaptability. Ad- exactly, adaptability. You, you've been thinking about, you've been thinking about this a lot. Right. But, I mean, largely because of the way you have to live your life. Yes. But also just in the way that you've seen people refusing to take responsibility and adapt to their situation. Yes. Yeah. Now, yes. I mean a lot of people are getting fucked right now, but they are. There's there's, you know, ways we can work around exactly how bad we're getting fucked, right? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you can go ahead and explain that then. So, <laughs> okay, so there was one moment that uh hang on let me my filter fell a little bit oh, okay. sorry that was too bad um there was a moment recently that we a uh, moment we shared that kind of really made me realize it a little bit and it was when we were camping and we were trying to put that extra large fucking 28 inch deep queen size mattress into not a queen size tent oh my god yeah i forgot about that <laughs> Yeah, that was some real adapting you did, because yeah. I didn't understand what your final vision was. Until you did not we at there. all. Like you're in the tent, because of course the tallest, the biggest one gets in the tent to pull the mattress in. I don't know. We weren't thinking real clearly. Look, evidently. I just, I, I might have been drinking beer for about six hours. I mean, we might have not been. Sober. Yeah, there's a maybe deep, reasonable possibility <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't right. But um, I mean, I just jumped. You know, I was like, oh, something needs to be done. Let me jump in there and do it. Right, right, right. But it was dumb. And I do feel like I've seen birth from the inside now. You looked. I wish I would have had my phone on me to take a a picture of this. That was a moment that will forever be ingrained in my mind. It was really weird. So, obviously, the mattress is not fitting, right? And I'm like, well, just take it out and I'll put it under the tent. And you're just completely confused by, w- and in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, it doesn't fit. We figure out a way that I still get to sleep on the mattress and be in the tent. 
and be in the tent. Yeah. So I put the tent on top of the mattress and sleep inside the bear tent. It was fucking hilarious to see. <laughs> we got, I got so many looks as people drove by. Yeah, that was like, does this girl know she's doing it wrong? Yeah, I was so excited about that specifically. Yeah, yeah. It was just damn hilarious. Oh, it was Look, pretty fucking the hilarious. Sight, the sight of just an air mattress on the ground <laughs> with a tent on top of it is so ridiculous. It really is. And I kept it like that for, what, three days? Well, you were at an angle, too. That's the funniest thing. I was at an like, angle. You, when you put it there, I said, you're on a hill. And you said. I'm just like, hey, it'll be no, fine. You, no, what you said was, it, there's a clearing in the trees right here, and I want to look up at the moon. Oh, oh is that what I said? loser. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like yeah, me. Yeah, you wouldn't put the top tarp on your tent, so if it started raining, you were just going to be fucked. I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care. I did it this last time, too, and there were storm clouds out, and they were like, what are you going to do if it rains? I was like, uh get up and put my tarp on what do you mean what am i gonna do <laughs> hope real bad it doesn't yeah really <laughs> i mean so that was one of the moments that i realized you know like oh okay he hasn't had to have adapted as often as i have on the fly no not like that yeah i, I really didn't i didn't think about it like that at all um i'll tell you something that i think i'm guilty of and I'm I'm getting better about it, but there's this like so really in in this adaptability you're talking a lot about just critical thinking and problem solving, you yeah. Know? And of course we go through a lot of you know critical thinking exercises and stuff in school, but right. because school is a sort of direct pipeline into career, it's almost like we only think about things in the school way. You know, you're just apply it in that one. Yeah, fashion. your education that's supposed to inform so much of your life is like a lot of us don't even apply the techniques that we use and everything else outside of you know like work because yeah i mean of course that's where that's where we use this this book learning you know right right (coughs) yeah there was a um really cool thing i was a part of in high school i think it was just high school i think it was yeah And it was called Future Problem Solvers. And it was for the, um, I hate using this term, but gifted kids. Like the ones in accelerated English and all of that stuff. But, yeah, I, um, you know, anyway. can, can we take like a little bitty tangent on that? A little bit, okay. yeah. I don't want it to be a lot. But it seems crazy to me that like I understand wanting some kids to achieve at the highest that they can. You know, right? But I really, I don't, I don't like the fact that some kids are singled out. Like, hey, you're gonna have all these opportunities over here, and right. the rest of these just regular kids don't yeah. get them. And it's not like they separate the really poor performers and the no, regular kids that much. You know what I mean? No. Uh, I mean, and, and not not the kids who don't perform up to like regular. God. Kids who don't do well in school are regular kids. Right. You know, but separating them out, like, doesn't seem like the best move, you know? It's not a very inclusive yeah. move. Yeah. I think, and especially in this part of the country, there's definitely, you know, some racial aspects on, on, on that in some of the schools. 
I'm sure there I, is. I wrote a paper about it once. Yeah, I'm I'm would not see a problem with it. Yeah. And it's a shame because I feel like this program everybody should have had the access to and the opportunity to be a part of if they wanted to. It was really cool. So what would happen is you're you would get together a team. I don't remember the numbers. This has been a very long this time ago. This is your problem solve world problem solvers thing. Future problem Future solvers. Future problem solvers. Yes. So you divide up into teams. You divide up into teams. You pick your teammates and all of that. Um, and you get sent a package. And in that package, it would have a world problem scenario in which you needed to solve. Um, there's a food crisis, a health care crisis, birth rates are dropping, any of these things. Right. And you came up with... Uh, First, you had to come up with a list of 20 problems that would happen <laughs> if this scenario took place. Of those 20 problems, you find the biggest problem in your eyes. You come up with 20 solutions to that problem. Then you come up with your biggest solution to that problem, and you create your action plan to implement your solution. Yeah, so this seems really valid. I wish my high school... Something it, like it was this. super cool. I'm telling, like, everybody should have done this. And what was really cool is once you filled out your first packet, you could qualify to go and compete. And we would go to um, the local university. We would go to Ole Miss, and it would have our state competition. And they would take it. You would go into your uh, designated rooms with your team. They would give you your packet. You would do the entire thing, and they would take it one step further where you had to enact a skit out of a certain list of props that they gave you to bring along with you, like milk jugs, markers, zip ties, things like that weird shit. Yeah. And you had to enact a skit to a, to show within, I think it was five minutes, to show the, to exhibit what your problem was, your solution, and the implementation of it within five minutes. All right, so that sounds like a lot. I didn't realize there was, like, an acting component to Oh, this. yeah, there was an acting thing, and you got points for, like, creativity and singing, and we did one to, um, there was a health care crisis, and our song was to the tune of Beatles' Help. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You kids. <laughs> I mean, but it created this thing in my mind where... Even to this day, I can look at social issues that are happening or issues that are happening in my own life and apply that same logic that I was taught for many years to, okay, this is the problem in front of me. What are the biggest problems that could result out of this? What would be my solution to that? Okay, what would, how would I implement that solution into an actual functioning action plan? Okay. Yeah, this is deeply practical. It really I mean, is. I, I so so Jessica uh, texted me what was it this morning, and this you were morning. like we've been kind of like science dat like heavy you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, <coughs> and I expect you to come out with something like fucking mega woo, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was really like, this is gonna be interesting, but uh, we're gonna discuss moon water. Moon wa <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> moon water. Yeah. You know what's really funny to me? Like, it's it's fun to poke fun at people who do, like, all of that kind of thing. But right. holy water is 
the exact yeah. same thing. The exact same thing. I I just, you know what? I'm taking, like, I'm picking at shit for no reason. Yeah. I'm, too, I'm so I'm way like I'm my mind is too like in a lane. You know. You need a camping trip. That probably would be good. I it's going to. We're having one soon. Yeah. Yeah. I just. You need to reset, man. Yeah, it's been a fucking grind lately. Yeah. You know, it's it's been a really odd time because it seems like even though things are still slowed down, they're fucking fast. Yeah. I mean, it's August. It's fucking August, like, dude. It's it's cooled off some, which is unseasonable for here. But I usually think of August as being the hottest month of the year. But I mean what if it's just kind of fall now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, even tonight. Bring me fall. Even tonight, it feels more like a. It feels very fall. Early fall kind of night. It does. Which is, I love, I love the fall. I do it's too. My, it's my jam. But, wow, I'm tangenting. You are a smidge bit, <sighs> but it's okay. Yeah. I had something, and then I lost something. Ooh. So, Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like meandering on mic while you're waiting for your brain to recall that really good thought you just had. That is such real shit. Honestly, that is such real shit. I, I, was, <laughs> I, I was listening back to some episode a while back, and I realized, like, my tells in the moment, sort of. Yeah, yeah. And I could just hear myself thinking really hard. I tell off on myself. What? Like when you I'm just doing did? that. Yeah, I just do. I just tell. I, just I mean, yeah. I I really hate I really hate losing track of things. I do too. It drives me nuts. But uh, I do it so often with my brain that I've had to adapt to it and it's just a joke in my life now because that's one of my coping mechanisms. Okay. So maybe there's something with coping mechanisms and adaptation. Definitely. Like, so coping mechanisms can be good and bad. They 100% can and be. And you know that might be the, the more, you know we've talked about we've talked about this as as though it's a, you know, all positive type of thing, but it definitely can be bad. Like it can be. 100%. There's a lot of situations where people adapt to the worst possible version of what they're doing. Yeah. So, hmm. Or if you say if you're growing up in a toxic environment, you become toxic because you're adapting to that toxic environment. So in order to survive, you have to become even more so to survive. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think our I think you know, I think our family episode actually has a lot of this in it because it does this a is little us, bit. Yeah. Like that was really us talking about how largely we navigate those types of things. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's a lot like there there's a lot of adaptability in <laughs> having to manage those those sorts of relationships i guess yeah there is like it, and if you're not adaptable i think that's why you see such a fragmentation uh, in in within like them stru- yeah familial structures like we see now right but i mean yeah that just got I, so what other negative side effects could we see from being too adaptable <laughs> negative coping mechanisms and skills 100 percent I think. What about like 
almost a jaded nature in things that if you're so adaptable you become almost apathetic in nature what do you mean that if you know you can that if you get so adaptable that you go so with the flow that you don't have your own direction kind of thing yeah that that could be a thing i've also there are certainly those people who will dig into philosophy or something and then just lose their entire sense of like like people who become real nihilists in a in a way that's bad for them you know i know somebody recently that's like yeah that. i mean i we both know people like that yeah uh and i think that's a lot of the time that's adapting to something that's more uh like it's just just too much for you you yeah. know like finding the world you live in meaningless once you've thought about it really hard i mean for a lot of people that's that'll fuck them up that would fuck me up would you that would fuck me up so bad my whole basis of being every time i think about how i explain it i imagine the part of pocahontas the where she's like every tree has a spirit you know, when she, like, touches the rock. I, I haven't seen Pocahontas since I was a child. It's like, has a... So I really don't know. Spirit has a has a name. I don't know. But it's always the part that plays in my head when I describe that I literally believe that every single thing has an energy. And I know it's animism, yeah. right? Am I pronouncing it correct? As far as I know, yeah. Animism. Okay. I, I have this big thing, and it actually is a adaptable moment, I guess. That I had somebody explain it to me to never be ashamed of the way I pronounce something because it means that I've typically read it instead of heard it. And that really helped me a lot. I mean, yeah. I could see that. I mean... Because that's nine times... I mean, hang on. Let's say about six (laughs) times out of ten, that's why it happens. The other four is because my brain is a jumbled mess and it's like a scrambled egg. Up yeah, there that, that is very true. So we'll brain. say, you know, a little of both. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's funny that within that there's a sort of, uh, oh, it's okay because I read it, you know? Yeah. There's like reading gets this funny sort of uh, privilege i guess like but i'm not looking at it as a privilege like i'm it's almost a it's granting myself grace because just because my brain pronounced it differently in my head that i shouldn't be down on myself because i don't say it the way it should be said yeah well i mean but i see what i mean reading is one of those that's a good uh i mean that's it's a good habit just to think about things that way you know like uh I see it posted on Reddit, you know, periodically. Someone will say, confidence isn't walking into a room and not being afraid someone's better than you. It's walking into a room and not worrying about whether anyone else is better than you or that yeah. that type of a thing, you know? Yeah, that would be arrogance if you walked into a room and assumed you were better yeah, than exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. Right. That, that goes back to a lot of those sort of Aristotle virtue ethics things that I like, you know? Yeah. But, I mean... Everything, it's just kind of obvious, everything's got a happy medium, you know? Right. It's about balance. But I was really, I was really wondering how the the way that we, 
the way that we think about things like reading, right? Uh, like so, if I listen to an audiobook and I take notes the whole time I'm listening to the audiobook, mm-hmm. I feel like I can do a lot better, you know. Yeah. Uh, like I can perform better if if it's something I'm really trying to focus on and understand and work with the text as I'm going through it. It's easier to listen to, you know. Right. But I still find myself wanting to say, "Oh, I read this book," you know. Instead of I listen. Instead of to. I listen to it because for some reason saying I listen to it feels like cheating. Yeah. And I feel like there's often a perception that um when you when you listen to something you're not as engaged with it as you are as if you're reading it. I feel like part of that is an ableist mentality as well. I mean not on your behalf, but on because that's a societal stereotype that's been pushed upon. Listening to a book is less than reading a book. Yeah, and I grew up listening to books. Like I was, I, mean, I was real into audio books. I didn't get into audio books until I was much older. It was, it was, it took me a lot of time, and I had to meditate a lot to get my mind to quiet enough that I didn't need the physical thing in front of me to grasp the concepts that I was being taught. Oh no, I, I always loved it. When I, when I was growing up, I had to do a lot of physical labor, you know? Yeah. Uh, just, like, working around the garden and stuff that the family all ate out of. Right, uh, right. But I was spending a lot of time with, like, headphones in. I had, on cassette tape, I had Harry Potter 4 through 7. Oh, wow. And I listened to those things over and over and over again. Some of the tapes wore out. But I still I still have them. And I just, that's pretty cool. I love that. But I think that in and of itself really, um, it made me a better writer because I could think in a way that like good, you know, authorial voice. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, you hear the narrative. But, you know, there's that thing where, you know, if if you're someone who listens to audiobooks, people are like, cool. But if you're someone who's like, oh, no, I sit down and read, there's a respect to that. If someone tells you, I don't watch television, I just read, you're yeah. like, this person is fucking serious. Right, yeah, you do. <coughs> so, I mean, we can adapt our perception to try and... We I should. mean, and it's, ju- it's just like you were saying with it being ableist. Yeah, it is. Because <coughs> everyone's got... I mean, it's a thing that they test for in school, right? Everyone's got their different learning styles. And, I mean, dyslexia or blind, I mean, even there were times where when my line got so bad that my cognitive was so jumbled up that I couldn't read something I had to listen to. Yeah. That I just couldn't process. The words would almost, like, just move around on the page to me. It was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, that is really weird. It was really weird. It was like they had no physical permanence. Hmm. Yeah, that was when all that weird neurological stuff yeah, was going on. Lots of weird things happened. Yeah, lots of weird yeah, things you, happened. You really did. You had a weird run. I did have a weird run. But it's been a wild yeah, ride. But you adapted to it like a motherfucker. I sure <laughs> did, man. But this is I did. This has been a real. We've really done an experiment with this episode. Like we have, and kind of throwing out a concept and working it out on mic. Yeah. Oh, usually we we come like with our guns loaded, kind of. Well, this week, timing just was really off with us. You were working. I was camping. By the time I get back, 
you're working again and get home nap and come podcast. Yeah, I didn't do that. It is like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but I'm used to being up all night now. Uh, not <laughs> me. I'm rather proud of my brain keeping up like so, this. Funnily enough, right? I just realized this. What? So we decided we'd try this this new thing today because of the uh, those circumstances, right? Yeah. And we thought it might be interesting to try and work through our own thought process and see, you know, where we get on Mike instead of thinking about it for a week or two before, right, before right. coming here because we were being adaptable to our situation. We were. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not even saying it to, <laughs> I'm not saying it to be cute. But no, I know you're not. I know you're <coughs> not. But to me, it's a. I, it's one of the things that I really love about doing the show the way that we do it because we can really just try stuff like this, right? And and we really do walk what we talk. Yeah, we we really try these yeah. days. It's a. It's been nice too. I think it has honestly. So, I mean, I'll tease a little bit of a sort of series we got coming up. Ooh. But uh, which one? The self-reflection, right? Yeah, this self-reflective tool. This podcasting thing has been so interesting, and I, honestly, I I would be happy to hear that everyone has one. You know, I would too. Because I mean, I don't care if it completely dissolves the market and you can't be a podcaster as a job or anything like that. You know what I mean? But if if yeah, everyone yeah. was able to sit down and have something like this, because I mean. I think we've mentioned before how this is a substantial thing. You and I, this didn't exist before you and I got together and right, like yeah. thought about what we wanted and, you know, made it from nothing. It didn't, right. there was no part of this that there was before. And the process of going through that and creating it and continuing to and having to think about things and being able to go back and evaluate how you did and what you thought about had like it holds a mirror up to us in a way that we didn't think was going to happen at all when we started this. Right. I had no idea that, that was going to be a byproduct yeah. of it. So, you know, in these times we could be more, you know, reflective of ourselves because that's necessarily the first step in this adaptability process. Right. right it you is. have to be self-critical and say, "All right, what am I doing that I could be doing better here?" Right, and what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? You have to be extremely honest with yourself about that. Yeah, the way you like, I mean, we mentioned this before about how you cleaned your room. Uh, yeah, way yeah, back. that was one of the ones that when I was listening back to the episodes, because our year anniversary is coming up. Oh my god! And so we are doing our podcast anniversary. Chill your tits. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh okay, I thought you were giving me like an eye roll moment. Like God, you're a girl. Um, but, and we're going to do a new intro. So I've, we've been listening back and I've been picking up some sound bits and shit like stuff like that. <laughs> shit, like that. <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Shit like that. <laughs> um, and one of the episodes I was telling you the methodical way that I clean my rooms. Right. Yeah. And the, the inflection on your voice with your reaction really took me back. Like. Like, I was describing something you had never even fathomed before. Yeah. I w and to me, it just rolled off my tongue like, yeah, this is how I do yeah, it. Yeah, I would never imagine having to develop a strategy to clean my room. Yeah. Because you know? I just, 
if it's a little messy. I have I just a strategy pick it up. for everything. Yeah. See, that's that's wild. To you me. should see me cook. It's really like I've even kind of giggled at myself doing it. Oh, I'm I, I have no organization when I cook. It's really so. Oh, I yeah. Do. It's something I need to practice on more because I'm so bad at being like, okay, while this is happening, I can ch- chop up these vegetables and the vegetables will get done cooking about the same time as this other thing. Like, I got no, like, kitchen timing skills at all. Oh, I do. So I can I can cook it all pretty well, but yeah. it's not, like, the multitasking necessary to prepare a decent meal. It's so, it's just, you know, it's part of my meal. Once you get a system in place, and, like, and see, it's little things like that that you don't even think about that it makes your life so much easier. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have, everybody, think about it like everybody has a shower routine. Right. Everybody does. If you applied the kind of efficiency to having a course of action with daily tasks like that, think of how much more efficient your brain and your day would run. I mean, I wouldn't if call, you're I wouldn't not call my shower to, routine efficient. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've shown up to my house... <laughs> waiting for me to finish getting ready before. Yeah, you're not an efficient yeah. person like that. No, not time no, efficient. No, not if I've just gotten out of bed. No, you're yeah. not. Y- you just take a little while bit longer to wake up. I open my eyes, and I don't know when this change happened in my life, but I open my eyes, and feet hit the ground, and I'm all thrown. Yeah, that was when you got old. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess that was. It's, li- it's nice, though, especially since I live on a farm. It's nice to not you know, just wake up and go take care of the chickens instead of dragging my ass out there to take care of yeah. them. Yeah. See, what's crazy is because <clears throat> I live on this weird, like, swinging between days and night schedule. Yeah, it's hard I do, when you're doing that. Like, I, I don't, my sort of routines are completely removed from everything. I actually, like, had to get really adaptable to this thing to where, like, the main day I get the most rest in the week is the day in one of the days in the middle of my work week. Yeah. It's really weird. Like you wouldn't think that it's usually a week. People think about weekends resting up, you know, right. But right. For me, I've, I've got 24 hours between working days and nights that I'm like, Oh, this is when I really get to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And I slept for like 15 hours this week. It was crazy. That's I awesome, was so though. tired. Well, dear Seth, we've reached our time, and this time I have to pee. Do you? And my foot's asleep because I've been sitting on it. Uh, so I'm going to hobble. You're going to hobble. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hobble. We will talk to you all next time. Next time, guys. You've been sitting here uh, practicing for a TED Talk for what seems like 10 minutes. It's already awkward. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of <laughs> liking it. I think we've just about reached our time. I think we have. So, all right, everybody, go out there, get the information you need. (laughs) We We have no information on said family. (laughs) We have no information on anything. We know nothing. (laughs) Uh, We look forward to talking to you next time. See you next time, guys.